Tonight, we're going to take you inside the head of a madman. And by a madman, I mean an Eagles fan. Coming up next, I'll command this. Tonight, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's welcome our friend, Mr. Terrence, to the show, uh, a.k.a. I guess we call you Mean Green. Yes, yes. Thank you all hey, for having me, man. Yes. I really appreciate it. Thanks to ha- Thank you for coming on. Hey, it's your boy Steve for the audio crowd. We got Phil and we got Dev coming at you for another Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You know, Thursday is usually what? our game preview. We call it Enemy Intel. Um, what do you say, Dev? So why I got something like Dub C? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost fell on live TV. I almost fell on live TV. You need to mute your mic, boy. Um, so, hey, Eagles preview tonight. We are joined by our friend uh, um, Terrence. We call him Mean Green. A uh, friend of mine. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and uh, for the audio crowd, please tune in. Video crowd, like and subscribe. Go hit the YouTube channel. It really helps us out. We really appreciate you. Uh, before we get started, Yam in Japan. Thank you very much. Uh, overseas fan. Coming in live. All right, let's get started. Hey, Terrence, no matter where you're from, this side, that side, inside, outside, Washington, not Washington, we always want to know what are people's fan stories. So clearly you're a fan of, you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. So tell us how you became a fan of your team. Oh, man. So <clears throat> first of all, I was born in New Jersey, South Jersey, Camden. Um, I was raised here in, in the Maryland area. My dad, he is a diehard Eagles fan. Um, I used to see him wearing that classic. That's why I'm wearing it tonight. He used to wear that classic logo field jacket, you know, back when Buddy Ryan and them was doing their thing out on the field. With uh, they, I even got the jersey with me tonight. Got the mm. got the Reggie White behind me, and um, I, I just enjoyed everything that they do with the with the team with the franchise. Um, they, you know, everybody's always bashing them, feeling like they're they're not worth it. They're not worthy of you know, being a championship contender type of team. And um, I just grew to love the underdog team. And I just um, wanted to go ahead and um, be a part of that. And I just love the fact that my dad, you know, shout out to my dad. He's online right now. And um, I just wanted to just continue to just be a part of that and just show like, hey, I'm going to bleed green all the way through. And um, I've been riding with them ever since. Win, lose, or draw, it, it doesn't even matter. I love everything about this organization i love everything about the city it's, it's just everything to me man and i i couldn't respect another franchise more than, than my philadelphia eagles you are muted steve yes i am thank you i said what do you think about some of the movies made over the years we had a couple movies made about the philadelphia eagles the one with mark Wahlberg, um invincible invincible and i think there was not one more but there was another one I thought that made a uh, kind of related to Philly, but not related to Philly. Brokeback uh, Mountain. That's the one. There's a lot of rich history in Philadelphia. Some of those sports movies, but um, yeah, it's. There it, was that awful like Disney movie with Tony Danza in it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really catch that one. Um, I definitely did catch Invincible. Um, but the movies that. 
<laughs> the movies that definitely stick out to me when it comes to Philadelphia is I'm a I'm a big Sylvester Stallone fan. Um, but Rocky. I know everybody's gonna say, oh, it's cliche, but you no, know, Rocky, I can I can sit there and I can watch Rocky's um training montages all day long. They just inspire me to get me motivated. And I just love the fact that they use that when they get ready to play the game and they just sit there and they say, Hey, we're gonna go out there and we're 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 gonna show this city that we got a heart, we got the spirit, we got the pride. And we're going to have that fight. I mean, everybody knows Philadelphia is a is, is a fighting city, the boxing city. So we're going to go out there in round one, and we're going to go all the way out there for twelve rounds. Of course, in football, it's four rounds, and we're going to give it everything that we got. And I absolutely love it. All right, the question then: What's your favorite Rocky movie? That's a big my favorite Rocky. This crowd. <laughs> my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Four. That's what I said. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the one. Yeah, my. I, so, so when when Rocky, um, it's it's so funny because I was just sitting there watching it probably like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was watching Rocky Four. I even watched the director's cut. I love the director's cut because everything is raw and gritty. You don't hear the the sound effects add-ins that they had with the um original movie. So when you hear Drago hitting the punching bag when he's running when they're doing the training, you actually hear the real live effect of a punching bag. But um just Rocky being just like saying like, you know what? I have to do this. I got to go out there. I got to, I got to show them that I'm going to fight for my country. Um, and I'm going, I'm going to, you know, fight for Apollo Creed's, you know, you know, death. It, it, it just brought something to me and just seeing him out there, just training real hard with nothing around him. He's in hostile environment and he just went out there and did exactly all what he had to do in order to get the job done. And um, that, that, that is my favorite training montage. I literally play that song when I'm in the gym working out, and it just it just gets me there when I sit there and I listen to that. But Rocky Four by far is my best Rocky movie of all. Time. I I agree with you. By the way, man, we can't get beat now, man. I just realized something. We just lost <laughs> already. We already lost to RoboCop in Detroit. We can't lose to two <laughs> fictional. That's right. Two fictional yeah. heroes, man. Oh man, a movie dog. OCP took us down. And so uh, it wouldn't be a Philly game. If, of course, we didn't have some friendly banter. So our boy Fred Brown, there he goes. PH, gives you the PH. Uh, Yam hits you with the hearts on fire. Hearts on fire. Yes, that's the, the montage. Yeah, I, 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 It gets me every time, too. Um, okay, so coming into 2022, here we are. Your team is 2-0. and Our team is 1-1. One and one. NFC East seems to be on the up and up compared to some previous years. But – the Eagles are getting a lot of hype, especially after Dak went down. A lot of people are pointing as Eagles might have the uh, the favorite to win the division. So that being said, just in a nutshell, tell us who you think the 2022 Eagles are. Like, What, what is their identity? Who are they trying to be, especially compared to, to last year or maybe the – I guess last year was Sirianni's first year. So compared to last year, this year, who are the 2022 Eagles? Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Um, that's that's pretty much all I can say. It You know, it's, it's a, it's a hard-fighting – strong team, you know, win, lose, or draw them, they're, they're going to go out there and they're going to give it their best. Now, every season, we're not looking too good. Um, there's a couple of flaws. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's players. But every time I look at this team, I always look at them and say, like, they have the will to win, but I just got to see them put it out there on the field. This year, I've seen some growth in Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I really do believe that he is starting to – get over that quarterback curve. He didn't have the 
tools last year that he needed, but it looks like he did what he had to do during the offseason to make sure that he was able to put in the work in order to make sure that his receivers are getting the ball. Having A.J. Brown is is a big deal because you have that that veteran threat on the outside, and then to go along with it, you have Devontae um, Smith, who was our number one receiver last year, and, of course, he broke the, um, Deshaun Jackson's record. Uh, we'll get into that one later. But um, it was – it's it's just remarkable to see him actually growing into the quarterback position. I still need to see more from him because the Vikings was a was was the Vikings played a soft defense on Monday night. So I have to see him actually go up against a defense that's gonna give him, you know, more pressure in his face. Prime example, let's let's look at the wild card game when he played Tampa Bay. Right. They, they put pressure on his face. He didn't know what to do. He was throwing the ball all over the place. I don't see that for him this year. He's actually taking time. The pocket is actually um, gathering around him to make sure that they're giving him that protection. And having a healthy line is definitely your number one thing that you want to have. And, um, you know, it definitely looks great. Oh, hi, Mom. But um, <laughs> I, I, I just definitely want to just see more from him. And um, but, but but I've been staying this all offseason. Right. If you you have all the tools around you, offense, defense, it starts with the quarterback. It starts with him. And so far, so fo- so far, so good. I've seen that, but we've got we, we we got 15 more games left to play in this league. So you know, week three, we'll see what happens, and then we'll just keep going on from there. That's fair. And and you know, we talk a lot. And I, I I told Phil, you know, Phil shared your we, we over the summer. I was asking about Jalen Hurts a couple times. You're like, ah. I don't, I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's the guy. I but still like, feel that way. Just, that. <laughs> just, just like, I like you said, him hurts, man. I, I like him too, man. He's on my fantasy. I, got I think he team. improves every year. It's something I've always admired about him, even in college. He improves for the first seven games. And man, then he, improves, he improves every year, man. Look at look at him even going back from Alabama to Oklahoma State, man. Like, he, yeah. he gets better every year, man. Every time they ask him to do something, take it up, takes it up, and he seems to be – what I like the most about him is a really good leader and people galvanize around him. And those are things that, that they were saying Wentz didn't do well, which I don't looking at it now. I don't really believe, but who knows what Wentz is like in 2018, 17 and stuff, you know, but. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, and I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, see me, a lot of people, they, they, they hit me on this. It's probably a couple of my buddies that are probably watching this, but I'm just going to go ahead and still say it anyway. I was a big, I was a big Carson Wentz fan. I was I was rooting for him. I wanted him to succeed. You know, big guy, strong arm, and he just looked like he just wanted to go out there and just do what he had to do. I just feel like once he got that injury and that Super Bowl run we had in 2017, I just felt like his progression just went down because he just felt like no one – he felt like the team wasn't his anymore. Whereas if he just sat back and just allowed him to just heal, go through the process – and just realize, like, hey, you know what? Things happen. Let me just take a step back and get myself together. But he wants to rush himself out there, and then rushing himself out there, you know, creates more injuries. And that's why now everyone looks at him as an injury-prone quarterback. I like what he is doing in Washington right now. I'm definitely one of the ones that does like what he is doing in Washington right now because when I saw the first game, I really thought that Doug Peterson was really going to be like, hey, I know you, so I'm going to do what I have to do against you. But he didn't let that mess him up. You know, he went out there. He would put up what, four touchdowns in that game. And um, I think, what, two interceptions? Yeah. 
at the end of the day, he still has a great stats and he rallied that team to win. Um, especially when he had that one that one shot into the end zone when he was in the red zone, you know, to your own um, wide receiver, I think um number one. And right in the back of the end zone, he caught the ball, and it was just like his accuracy is still there. He can still see the field, he knows what's going on. I, I just have to just make sure, like, you know, from a fan, I look at it as can you keep that going for the remainder of the season? When he played in Indianapolis last year, I was rooting for him in Indianapolis because I felt like, hey, you were Frank Wright. This is the guy that had you going in 2017. This is the office that you need to be a part of. You know, he got his revenge in week one, but I still feel as though that if he beat the Jaguars in week 18 or 17, you go on to the playoffs as a wild card and you're good to go. But he he just he, he just stunk up the place in that last game of the season. But like I said, I never lost hope in him. I really just continue to look at him and say, hey, keep doing your thing. Everything's going to be fine. He just has to get that out of his mind that, you know, hey, you know, this is my team. I am a good quarterback. I, I can't get this job done. But it, but again, like I said with, with Jalen Hurts, it all starts with you. starts with the quarterback. starts yeah. at the head of the snake. And very, very if you true. take out the head of the snake, game's over. Yep. Let's get some of the comments here real quick. Hey, welcome. We're at the Ditch of the Show. Our boys, Nathan, Trevin, Stoner. Thanks for tuning in. Said people have been talking up Philly like they're the 72 Dolphins. There's a couple of people out there who are on the Philly hype train. Um, but they also went on to say, I'm glad people are coming around on Hurts. Don't want to get too hyped, though. Still got room to develop. I think, Dev, you kind of said the same thing, you know. And our, our boy Fred Brown said, Phil, I'm with you. They soft. Hurts going to be hurting on Sunday. And uh, welcome, Marcus Edlin. Go check out our brother Marcus on, on, on Facebook. He's got his uh, Facebook group called Sports View 2. And uh, he said, welcome, Mean Green. Uh, Yam said, it's wild, too, how so many people hold up that that awful Jacks game is like the defining wins game when the truth is more of an outlier. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess we'll see. But I'm, I'm glad you talked about Carson Wentz. Outlier. In, in, Wentz, in, Winston, Winston gave up 500 yards from rookie quarterback, bro. I mean, uh, no, he, he say, what you, he <laughs> say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm glad you talked about Carson. Was I was going to ask about that later? Like, what it, you know, you're you're probably in the forums. You're probably probably in in the uh, you know the chat rooms and stuff. It, you you seem to like Wentz still. Is there a general consensus about how Philly fans feel from Wentz? Because he wasn't. He didn't say I quit. I'm leaving. Like we traded for him. So just like we traded for Donovan and they didn't boo him at first, they booed him, they booed him later. But, it, and, and we know FedEx is, is going to be crowded with green and black. It, it's gonna, it's gonna be happening. And now I, I guess if you're, you're going to be there and from your prediction, do you think he's going to get a big old boo starting out or will it be like Donovan? He'll probably get it later on. It's going to be nasty. <laughs> it's it's going to be nasty. So um, I've been to, this will be my third on um, Washington game at, at their stadium. And every time I've gone there, it's been nothing but a sea of green, white, and black jerseys. And this time around, I, I just read on a dirt sheet somewhere, matter of fact, today at work, that there's a Philadelphia group that's going to be busing in 20 buses to the stadium this Sunday. It's it's about to be this yeah. it's about to be nasty. So uh he's gonna get booed. It's gonna feel like Bottom line is Carson is going to have two away games, you know, when he plays Philadelphia, because yeah. this is about to be a home game for Philadelphia. And it's about to be when they play us again towards the end of the year, it's, it's going to be another away game for him. So uh, all I got to say is 
buckle your chin strap because they're they're coming. <laughs> it's gonna, you know, Phil, Phil and I last year we didn't we we were not in the hunt, but we played Dallas, and it was it was the end of the year, wasn't it? Phil, it was December sometime. It, we it was barely, <laughs> it was like we'd make it if there was a miracle. Yeah, and <laughs> it was it was practically a, a Dallas home game, but you know we almost came back and won that game too. So I I know what it's like being taken over, and and yeah, Marcus said he he heard about that show uh, that bus on the duck walk yeah the bus on the Doc Walker show too. But man, so there's a lot of hype behind the team. There there really is. I mean it. They're good start two and zero. I mean Giants are two and zero too. They're a very quiet two and zero. But you guys are at the top of the NFC. We're uh, we are tied with the. I think Cowboys are one and one also, if not mistaken. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I just, man, I got I gotta say this. Be, be, you're such you're such a, a reason reasonable nice Philly fan. You kind of blunting the edge of my normal <laughs> fire and hate that I have for Eagles fans. And I will say, this, Eagles fans have earned every bit of that. From how they've approached me, so I I really do. I mean, and I understand that I, if I lived in Philly, I would get on the first bus out of there too for any reason possible. <laughs> All right, I could I could go on. I mean, I, I went I've I've been to Philly to see see us play them. I've traveled. By the way, mm-hmm. when we have something to play for, we travel to Philly pretty well. Yeah, I was there in 2015. Um, and I oh, you were. So, yeah. so quick story about that. So I was there also, and uh, I, I, I wish my wife was down here right now. So um, I went to the game. I just came back from Afghanistan, and so I bought tickets. I got them on a fifty-yard line. I'm literally right underneath Jerry um, Jeffrey Leary in the uh, owners box. And um, long story short, it was the day after Christmas. It was a Saturday night game, and. Um, I remember it was the fourth quarter, and I told my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, and I said, if they score on this next drive, we're leaving. Touchdown! Was, this, was the, this, was, was this the Pierre Garçon uh, okey-doke or the okey-doke fade to the corner that, that Kirk threw? We won the division yes. on that game? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. the play. Did we ever ask him about that when he came on the show? Yes. Yeah, so we had we had Pierre Garcon on the show last year. Yeah, yeah. And this was the game where Kirk did the kneel down before halftime. If you don't remember that, I remember that. And he was yeah, arguing was with the refs, story. like, "Hey, what?" Is-? And it was like, "Dude, the game's it's halftime now." Yes. But we, um, yeah, that was good times. Pierre, Pierre explained it. That was a, that was apparently like some sort of thing where I don't know. Kirk did it Kirk's because fault. what he what he wanted to do and what was being called and everything else. Like there was some weird miscommunications. Kirk was like. F it, I'll just kneel down. Um, which probably in the end, maybe not the worst thing you could have done in that situation if you don't know what's going on and nobody nobody knows what's going on. But um, I was at that game. I had an entire section just giving me the asshole chant the entire time. Um yeah. to which I just stood up and started doing this because <laughs> I, I, I I'm the firebrand. I gotta do that. Um, I had one of your fans try to fight me into going into the bathroom after that. Oh, man. Um, he was about five, four and five, four round. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, 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 he was, he was a bit of a bowling ball. He's eating those cheesesteaks, huh? <laughs> oh, well, don't get me started on the cheesesteaks at, uh, at the link. They're awful. I paid 16 bucks a cheesesteak for, <clears> for 
the driest meat you've ever seen in the hardest in a bun you could build a house with. Shout out to Larry's in Philly and Jim's <laughs> and Jim's steaks. Yeah. Nah. Those are the best places to go after it. I got a guy who's a Philly native. He's got all of his Eagles and Flyers stuff up all over his bar, but he does make actual, authentic Philly cheesesteaks. I will stick to that. I will not buy Philly cheesesteaks at the link ever again. (laughs) That was $64 of my money. That was horrible. Um, I literally could not eat. I had to put ketchup on it just so I had something to lubricate it going down because it was was that (laughs) dry. And that's that that's that's like committing a crime against God to put ketchup on a cheesesteak. Should take right. one of those seventeen dollar oh, beers up there from Washington. Yeah, but those are those are those are Washington king cans. Dollars. That's two beers for the price of, for seventeen bucks, basically. Hey, hey Terrence, this is uh, I'm gonna we when we had um, Pierre on. I'll, As a I'll, defender, another defender. Y'all hear this? So I'm like, Coach, that's not like let's. And I'm like, Kurt, so fade instead of you know. Instead of you know the backdrop, just just changed the mindset. Look, of, look, know, man, it this, was a lot this, of miscommunication. This like, the halftime one. Oh, oh so frustrating. This, this right here Kirk, is Kirk like, a young quarterback. Yeah, which is saying one thing. I'm saying one thing. You know, players. You know, at the end of the day, players. You know, we 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 talk. We're like, hey, I feel this. Do it. Yeah, Kirk. Got nervous. That was, that was the you know, catch you were Kirk's talking fault. about. Yeah, I, I told my I told my wife I said we're going home. And, and whispered a moment. <laughs> right there. Thurman, that was on Thurman. <laughs> Man, you guys you only knew what happened in the locker room. Good times. Yeah, that that right there was uh uh yeah, that just that just yeah. brought me back down memory lane. And yeah, I just remember the look on my face, just and every other Eagles fan that just had that look of disgust, just like should I leave and go beat traffic or should I just stay here and watch this? I'm leaving. I'm beating traffic. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yam says, and you're, you're, you've been in this era for, for a long time. And he said, you the problem with FedEx too easy for NFC East teams to get here. Mine is Dallas because they all, they're all here. You know, it's not that far from Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. And he further goes on and says, we had the DMV residents, all the bandwagon Dallas fans. We call well, them. Transients. M- nobody we- from, Nobody we, in the DMV is from the DMV anymore. We Everybody came here to work for contractors. NBDs. We call them NBDs. Never been to Dallas. There's actually a song called about the NBDs, about all the Dallas fans in the DMV who've never been to Dallas, but couldn't couldn't pick out any other spot. Couldn't pick out Dallas on the map, but, hey, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. Yam also says back in 2018 that in Virginia, they put out stats that there are more <laughs> people living in Virginia, especially around Nova that weren't born there are native Virginians. Yeah, it's just a byproduct of this area, man. It's, what else can you do um, when i used to um uh, when i used to work in dc that that was the big thing that i used to hear all the time dc stands for dallas cowboys and i just, just look at people like really i was like i could have sworn this was a washington hey washington redskins um yeah. town at that time but um it, it just baffles me when i just see so many dallas cowboys fans in the dc area and it's just like Wow, it's like really. It's like I get the rivalry and the and the hatred for one another and, and what have you, but yeah, it, it just it just really just makes me sick when I sit there and I see that. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. I just I can't well, do it. You were, you were talking about Jalen Hurts earlier. You know, he right now, if you know what pro football football focus is, he's the number two ranked, and we we take these with the grain of salt, but it is it is a tool. But Jalen Hurts is the number two pro football focus in his um, uh, right under Josh Allen and. 
right above Joe Flacco and Kyler Murray. So that just tells you the stats are a little skewed up for the first two games, but he is where he is. And A.J. Brown's sitting at number three behind Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and he's right above uh, Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson in the uh, PFF. And our, our closest guy is uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, he's down at, at – um, 36 and then for halfbacks miles My- sanders is at eight and uh we have yeah. uh, antonio gibson at 17 so that's just a quick pff uh rundown i didn't I, get the tight end tight end yet cool stat, Steve, that, uh, what's that J- johan dawson was uh leading the all rookies in uh contested catches oh okay yes, and touchdown cool. he's tied i think he's tied for the league lead in uh touchdown receptions touchdown, too. four right that's promising yeah. Three promising, 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 promising. <laughs> and then, of course, and, and of course, you know, Jalen Hurts is leading number one in rushing as a quarterback. Yep. You know, that's that's going to continue to keep happening because he's always going to put his foot in the ground and he's going to keep running. And um, and that's what makes him a dual threat because now he's able to get the ball out there and he was always able to use his legs. A lot of things that I'm hearing right now, and um, if you know, a couple of my buddies, we talk about this all the time, but he doesn't have Mike Vick speed, he doesn't have Lamar Jackson speed. You know, he has Jalen Hurt speed. And, yes, he's – I mean, prime example, when he did that 24-yard run on Monday Night Football, it was poor tackling, but at the same time, those guys just uh, could have, they couldn't bring him down. He's just a big guy, you know, for a quarterback. He's not Cam Newton big yeah. because Cam was tall. Right. Cam was tall and he was, you know, he was lean. But for Jalen Hurts' height, and his build, like he's he's a really stocky yeah. big dude, you know, six, to bring six down. one six one two twenty five. That's that's pretty good. Lean, you know, and he actually and he actually put on weight this offseason, you know, so that way, of course, he could take more blows because he knew he was going to get hit because he's going to run yeah. the ball. But um, you know, doing that, you know, you just got to watch out for that because at the end of the day, all it takes is one hit in the NFL. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Our guy Marcus is in Kentucky. He says in Louisville, Kentucky, there's three Dallas Cowboys headquarters sports bars. <laughs> They're like roaches. <laughs> Yim says, uh, now nah, mean green, the same thing happens to the Wizards. It's bad. Yeah. Like there's so many foreign people that go to Wizards games just because they're bored and want something to do, plus fans of other teams. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. But yeah, Wizards, Wizards games are cheap. Uh, so are you a Philly fan through and through, or do you have some separation? Through, through and through, man. Yeah. I, before we came on the podcast, I was watching the Phillies and the, um, and the Braves um, going at it. And it was one nothing at the time. Um, I, I'm, I'm a diehard um, 76ers fan. I love okay. the 76ers. Um, it's it's so funny because I'm a, I'm a we, just, we just we, <laughs> it's so funny because we just picked up um what's her face he was y'all center um back in the day um, uh, on the on the Sixers no for for he was he was the center for um for the Wizards and now he's with the 76ers and him and um and B they don't like each other and now it's like now they're on the same team with one another Monroe like, think, not Monroe but the other dude. Yeah, um, I, I want to say Mar- Martrell. I think this is name. Nah, nah, nah. You talking about Montrez Harrell? We had Montrez Harrell. We we had yeah, yeah. Montrez Harrell. He's in he's yeah, in jail, he, right? Ain't he in jail? No. So what happened was they brought they 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 bust his conviction down to a misdemeanor. So oh, he only has yeah, to yeah. big guy, tall, <laughs> dreads. with pounds, yeah. right? And they got they knocked it down to a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, they come on, him, bro. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> the, de- the devil's he, lettuce, man. Hey, where I'm does. from, either either somebody is snitching, or it's because they got a whole lot of money and they still snitching. <laughs> well, look, weird. the conversation went. They were actually having a good conversation. Him and the police officer before the um before his partner found. They're like, "Oh yeah, there's some marijuana in the car." And it was like, "Uh oh yeah, you're about to go down." 
Then it just so happened. It was like, you know what? We're, we're going to bust this down to a misdemeanor. And it was like, wow. It was felony charges. And then all of a sudden, it went to misdemeanor. Like, it was a pound okay. or more, some crazy <laughs> amount, man. That's like T.I. getting caught with like machine guns, AK 47s, and stuff. It's a felon. Yeah. And it just disappears to a misdemeanor. <laughs> Marcus said, uh, he's like a fast, slightly faster Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Don McNabb was 240, though. He's a little bit okay. heftier. Because I was just about to say, which McNabb we talking about? Are we Our talking McNabb about- or your McNabb? <laughs> I was like, are we are we talking about are we talking about year two thousand McNabb when he came to FedEx and he did the little juke move and he ran into the end zone and he beat? I'm sorry, I got to bring up stats now. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're talking about they're talking about Syracuse national championship McNabb man. With the he was winning tiny afro. He was two twenty three coming out of college. I just I just looked that up. We're talking about the drunk McNabb, the one that lost all the weight from alcohol poisoning. McNabb, yeah. that one. Yam um, said the O's get it bad too, just because of how easy it is to get to Camden Yards with the train, light rail lines. Yeah, Philly, they, they come down from um, Yankees always make their way down from New York to uh, and Boston too into, into Camden Yards. But they hop it, on that Mark train and keep it moving. Yeah, they sure yeah. do. I mean, but that's just how this area is. How the East Coast is. It's so it's so easy to get from from point A to point B, and it, hey. Just like you said, you made it up to Philly, filling up to Philly. You know, we I've uh, been out to Dallas once, the old Dallas Stadium, just because I was stationed out at Fort Bliss. It was much easier, but I really mm-hmm. haven't ventured out to too many other stadiums. I, I Phil has some some balls. I probably wouldn't go to Philly <laughs> personally. Uh, I, I see what they do when I they come to you, but don't give <laughs> a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they are, I, they are, they are passionate. Don't, I, and, and like I said, I mean, I had a Philly fan. We won that game, and I had a Philly fan literally. Like, I have my, and this is why I forever will always have a thing against Philly sports fans. When I say Philly sports fans, I'm talking about the from Philadelphia and act like they're from Philadelphia sports fans. Literally, my son and my girlfriend at the time, her son, they go around finding anybody wearing burgundy and gold, and they're high fiving because, hey, for the first time in you know three four years we had won a division title they got to see it live they're excited and some philly fan turns around says i hope you and your whole family die in a fiery car crash on the way home wow (laughs) and i turned around i said i turned around and i said but we'll die champions yeah the niggas in philly beat up santa claus bro i mean what you gonna I mean, everybody want to bring up everybody want to bring up the snowball, the batteries, batteries and the snowballs, snowballs. being no Santa Claus. It's like, ain't just I mean, Santa Claus. Was... Y'all have done it to opposing teams too. <laughs> Philly fans, and then they hate it when you when when they're like, "We're not like that." We're it's like, all right, you know, y'all the ones had that song that says nobody likes us and we don't care. Don't tell me that you know. Philly fans are the epitome of class. Hey, we're yeah. from Philly. We're from Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. <laughs> yep. When I was in Iraq, uh, 2006, 2007, it was a. I was there for 15 months on a deployment. Terrible, terrible time. But two football seasons went by because I got there in August and I didn't leave till December the next year. But I had a colleague there who was a diehard Phillies fan. I was Redskins fan at that time, and in 2006, we we lost. Uh, we won one and we lost one that year. So, but the the loser had to stand up in the dining facility in front of everybody and sing the other team's fight song. So I had to sing "Fly Eagles Fly." It, you know, it was, it, uh, it was, it was. I'm still traumatized to this day. And it went. He sent it back to the news in Philadelphia, and they played it like on some 
channel seven news shit. I still have the clip oh, somewhere, somewhere in my email. I have the clip, but man, I'll, I'll never forget that time. Oh my God. Well, you see, you know, if you could have done something similar and sent that to the news here in DC, except for the fact that they wouldn't play it because, well, it would be supportive of the team. Class. True. Class. By the way, anyone knows that Scott Abraham is now riding Carson Wentz's jock. Oh, yeah. So what he did in that interview, and now Carson's out here playing well, and now he's all like, "Oh, he look how great he is." Well, we're like, dude, we remember. Don't, do you do you did you hear that about that interview over this over the late summer that they this dude named Scott Abraham local local media basically sat with Carson in a chair one on one after a practice and was like. So how did it feel to be basically thrown away in Indianapolis? And then now you're here. And what if we no, throw you? Says, you know, like he basically said, Philly didn't want you. <laughs> Indianapolis didn't want you. So how does it feel to be here? Is the yeah. long and the short of it? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, he's been <laughs> answering that question all damn summer. Yeah. And now you're just going to say it like that? He handled it the with class. I, class the, 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 the way I look at it – um from the Philadelphia standpoint is we got this young up and coming quarterback. So we, we, we got too much money that we paid this guy and he's injury prone. So we got to make a business decision. So they went ahead and made a business decision and they let him go. Um, If you look at it, they sent them to Indianapolis where they could have sent him somewhere else. They sent him where they felt that though he would be comfortable. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's send you to Frank. Frank can take care of you. He'll get you right again. So we'll do that. When he went to Indianapolis, the owner basically just said, you know what? No, I don't want him no more because he ain't going to be right. We just spent all this money on him, so we got to let him go. Send him somewhere else. They sent him to Washington. Now that we got. Uh, Indy's like, what the hell do we do, man? <laughs> Their own I mean, kid you know, died. Up, man. The, the, the last year Wentz was with y'all. He had like four thousand yards and almost thirty touchdowns and seven interceptions. It ain't like he stunk it up for Philadelphia. Yeah. And y'all extended them. Like you extended them the year you got rid of them. Like right before you, like after y'all had hurts, y'all already had hurts and then extended them. It didn't I mean, really no, make any sense. We had it. We had extended him already, and then we got hurts. So we 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 extended him during the off season. Then we drafted for Hertz. Hertz is pretty much, as you look at it, as a insurance policy. And so the way Hollywood has been working. Even that year, he still had 4,000 yards and like almost 30 touchdowns, though. Like no one had played better than that since. The way I look at it when it comes to Howie Roseman is the fact that when he sees, but when he sees someone, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy was messing up. Yeah, the people are talking about him in the dirt sheet. So. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to get some draft capital and I'm going to put some pressure on you because who's to say that Jalen Hurts is going to be there with Philadelphia next year. Right. He may just do great, but they may still go ahead and say, you know what? We got some great quarterbacks coming out of the draft. We'll pay them less money. And then we'll just go ahead and let you go and keep it moving. And you got about three first round picks. You can trade up and get get, uh, your boy in Alabama if you really wanted them. We we got got two first. We, we got two first-rounders, and we got a second-rounder. But, right. like you said, bottle that up, and you're pretty much good to go. But, I mean, that that's, you, you that's how the, the business you, works. You got the stash sitting behind uh, old, old, uh, old Hertz back there. You got the former flash in the pan, Gardner Minshew, sitting right behind 
uh, hurts. Uh, Yam said, uh, oh, man, I had a Philly fan pulling out for me when I was a Kingsley Million in 2013 because he thought I said something about the Eagles, and it wasn't even me, but I had my skins hat all the time. Yeah, it's just like you said, there's crazy people everywhere. Yeah, uh, there certainly, certainly is. But, but there's more that are Philly fans. And, and, and I feel- y'all, have, y'all got bad gun laws up there. <laughs> and I always tell people that. It's like not every Eagles fan is bad. Because I'm, 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 I'm – I actually met a really cool Eagles fan while I was at that game too. Just what happens he was from Arlington, Virginia. But yeah. <laughs> my brother, we grew up diehard Redskins fans. My brother is an Eagles fan. I don't know. He only did that to rebel against my parents, and it stuck. He did it in high school in the you know mid nineties, and it stuck. He's an Eagles fan to this day because we grew up, you know, born and bred like you, raised <laughs> into the team, and here we are. You know, son, you know, son of mine. That's what I be singing to him with my kids. Let's uh so let's let, let me let me ask let me ask you this. All right, so we know obviously know about Jalen Hurts. Let's let's move on from Jalen Hurts here. Mm-hmm. Matchup wise, who do you who do you think we should be looking at as a matchup for the Eagles? What Eagles play on offense and defense should we be eyeballing matched up against a specific player of ours on the opposing side? So I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to have to look at two players on a defensive line. You're going to have to look at um, Fletcher Cox if he decides to go ahead and play. Um, he did show up last Monday night. Um, he went ahead. He got through the line. He got that forced fumble. He got a sack. So that was looking good for him, you know, showing that, you know, I can still play at this level. But if they rotate him in with Jordan Davis, you're definitely going to have to look out for Jordan Davis. reason why I say that is because, yeah, you, you just signed a veteran um, center, but – how much time has he had with the office to know the cadence and, and the calls and to understand what the protection is um, with the Washington line? So I could, I definitely could see them having a field day just, you know, pushing him off, pushing him off the line, you know, if he doesn't know what the cadence is and in um, the snap count. So that's definitely something you got to watch out for right there. A lot of people will probably say, like, well, what about Darius Slay? The, the, it, it all starts at the front line, and I just see, I just see that – that offensive line, you know, being dominated by that by that um that Philadelphia um defensive line on Sunday on Sunday because of the fact that the center your starting center is is out. Yeah, yeah, but our our backup is a starter because we're True. moving your backup is Wes Schweitzer over the center. And he's already <laughs> he's already been a starter. For, he was our starting is guard. Is he going to play? Schweitzer's not even on the in, isn't isn't even on the injury report. I think yeah. he's I will say Jordan Davis is a monster. We we when we had our draft stream, um, I was very I I watched a little bit of him in Georgia. Dude is a monster, absolute monster. And now on the depth chart, I see he plays behind Fletcher Cox. Yes, but so does that mean he's not getting starter reps? Are they rotating him in, or how how are they playing Jordan Davis? Because I I really liked him coming out of the draft, and he got picked three spots of where we we got Jahan Dotson. It was like. Um, it was Fletcher, or excuse me, Jordan Davis, then Kyle Hamilton, and a couple other picks, and we got John Dawson. So, so looking at um, what Jonathan Gannon has done, um, especially looking at game one, game one, you know, they took their foot off the gas, second half, they just got destroyed. They only got beat by Detroit. Game two on Monday Night Football, Jonathan Gannon basically decided to say, you know what, I need to rotate Jordan Davis in more. You saw a lot more Jordan Davis on the field on Monday night than you did on Sunday in, the, in week one. So I could definitely see more of that. And um, definitely, I could definitely probably see some some 34 packages out there sometime. 
Um, right now we're playing a, we're, um, we're we're playing a hybrid system, but I, I could definitely see them trying to switch it up to play like a um, a thirty four defense. But our base defense is a forty three. But you know I could definitely see them trying to um, switch that up and what have you. But definitely see some more Jordan Davis because he has a knack for the ball and um, he's hungry, so he's definitely going to want to get that one. And I, I'm I'm gonna go out there and put it right now. I could definitely see him get his first sack in his first um in this week three game. Oof. I hope not. <laughs> so okay, so you you said you said your defensive line base against our offensive linemen. Any anything on offense? I mean, you got Devontae Smith, you got Dallas, AJ. Um personally, um, because as you've seen, week one it was AJ, week two, Devontae got back into a rhythm. You saw a little bit of Quest Watkins um out there as well. You even saw some um some Zach um out there as well. I honestly can see this being more of a tight end slot screen type of game just to just to get the people out on the flat. Um, because at the end of the day, you all still have a dominant defensive um, defensive front. Chase Young, I, I'm gonna be the first one to probably I'm probably not gonna be the first one to say this, but I will say, just like you were, you know, checking out Jordan Davis and everything. Man, I, I I love me some Chase Young. That that guy, the stud, he's freaking monster. And I, I I'm I'm one of the ones that I wish that he was playing right now, but of course he's injured. But um, when that when that guy is healthy, man, y'all y'all front four, front seven is 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 destructive, and um, it still is even though one guy is out. So I could definitely see it being a lot more tight end. So I could see Dallas Goddard. Being a being a threat out there this um this weekend, um, I definitely see more Quez Watkins. You'll probably see AJ Brown get his reps and Devontae get his reps, but I think it's gonna be more of a tight end screen type of game for us. Um, short slants, you know, just to try to open up the field somewhat. But um, I, I don't see I don't see too many explosive plays in this game. I, I I just don't. I really don't. And the other reason why is because it's familiarity. It's a rivalry game. They know us. We know y'all. So I, I really don't – I just – I see it being more of a chess match because, again, Carson knows the defense. The defense knows Carson. So each other knows their flaws. So I, I, I just believe it's going to be definitely a chess match on Sunday. i got a question for you. I, know, I noticed this. I was looking through the uh, injury report, and a lot of guys – uh were put on rest this week yeah. already. A uh, couple of ones that noticed were Quez Watkins. He's, he apparently had an illness, and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't practice at all Wednesday. Limited uh, today. Please be um, told. Monte Maddox be and Hassan Reddick both been limited all week. You mm-hmm. think they're going to make it to, make it to Sunday? I think they're going to be fine. Um, as, as you know, the league, they'll sit there and they'll put out an injury report. It's like, oh, they were limited – they're basically trying to make it seem as though like they're resting, but they are injured. They're probably just taking it easy on these guys right now. Because if you think, if you look at the spread, if you look at it, Darius should be on there because he was limping on that on uh, week two game. You know, when he told his um, player like, Hey, I got this, go, go back on the sideline. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do this. So um, I think they're going to be fine. I think they'll go out there. They'll, um, say, if you look at, if you want to look at today, <laughs> limited practice today, 
A.J. Brown, Fletcher Cox, Landon Dickerson, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalo, Darius Sway, and Josh Everybody. Sweat all limited today. Mm-hmm. At rest. Exactly. So, exactly. Not rest. Uh, Yam says, I think the rain might be a factor for this game. I think it helps our receivers with their hands, to be honest. I also think that both teams are scoring 30 points. I know not much. It's going to rain again? I, I thought it was going to be nice. I'd have to check their weather report. You know it's what? Supposed right like it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be a 50% chance of thunderstorms on Sunday. Um, okay. well, we heard that last the two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so Phil, we'll see Phil, what happens. Phil and I went to the Jacksonville game, and, and it it poured. And then when we got the tailgating, it was just drizzling. And then there was a couple times where it, it poured for like two or three minutes and just stopped. And then then the sun came out and that bitch was just a sauna. <laughs> it was. I know. You forgot. Was, you forget that DC was built on a swamp oh, until that happens. Man. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> says, uh, I think they're resting because they played uh, Monday night. And Yam also says, my other big worry, our mediocre defense is our, uh, outside of our mediocre defense is our kicking game. Our, yeah, we've been struggling with our kicker. We don't, we don't know if it's an injury that's not being disclosed but we went for two was it three times in a row or two times in a row and then on the we had to go go one time because we missed it the other time yeah and then and then he just missed the extra point so we don't we don't know what's what's going on with our uh our our kicker but uh so next next segment we'll we'll ask you is philly wins if so give us what does philly need to do what is the key to winning this game for Philly, and then we'll we'll, we'll go give you our perspective. Watch the woods if after, but Philadelphia needs to play a clean game. And what I mean by Philadelphia, because everybody gonna say like, "Well, what's a clean game?" Philadelphia needs to play, play a clean game. And it, again, it all starts with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts needs to be protective of the ball. He needs to see what's going on. He needs to read his um his projections, and just make sure that he's putting the ball in the right places for receivers to get to it. Um, the defense needs to. Definitely play mistake free. Don't let the uh, receivers get over their heads and you know get those big plays off because you all you guys got some fast receivers out there, you know, and then you got some good running backs as well. So they just have to make sure that they have a clean game. Of course, there's going to be penalties here and there, but if they can lessen the penalties, they could come out there with the win with with no problem. Okay, so Dev, let's go to you. Washington wins if. Uh, Again, I say the same thing over and over again. But if we don't turn it over, um, I think the team with the you know Hurts is what two and one against us. But both of the two wins came against like who's the quarterback I played last year? The guy was on practice squad, Garrett Gilbert, yeah. right? Like and the and the year and the one win before that was another guy I think that came with the practice squad. Uh, no, it was, it was against so, Heineke. Either way, Heineke. Either way, practice squad. You know what I'm saying, yeah, the guy that counts the practice wide, right? So, uh, I mean, and he's got a quarterback rating of 72. He's not really, he hasn't really, he's got one touchdown, two interceptions. He doesn't really play very well against Washington. I don't know if that's saying much, but it seems, I was talking to uh, one of my friends today about how every now and then there's one team that always has your number. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, we're talking about Jacksonville always beats the Colts. So I don't know why they blamed it on Wentz. They always beat them. It, you know, the, the Vikings always beat Green Bay. No matter how bad Green, Vikings are and how good Green Bay is, Minnesota wins that a lot of times, more often than they should. And I feel yeah. like I feel like Hurts is one of those guys that even when he plays bad against us, some kind of way, they find a way to edges. And every time it's because of turnovers. It's never because of what he does to us. It's always because of turnovers. 
So we have to nip that in the bud immediately. As, as Bernie Mac said on a Players Club, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> That's what we need to do. All right. Phil. We win if our defensive scheme is driven to force Hurts to make a decision on what he's going to do before he wants to do it. Um, I think Hurts will beat you when he has time to process. He's not the fastest processing quarterback out there when it comes to reading the field, making the decision, right? So, and I've been beating this drum since uh, Tuesday on Twitter. Cam Curl's going to be back. Cam Curl is supposed to play a lot of the role that we've had Jamin Davis doing in terms of covering that mid-range of the field. Well, now what do you do with Jamin Davis? You utilize that speed, and you throw him into every gap you can all day long, right? Force Hurts to process as you know, as, as, you know what he's got to do and make a decision before he wants to. Even if that means occasionally you'll flush him out and he'll get a couple of runs. If you can make him decide to tuck it and run before he's comfortable with tucking and running, you're going to send him into another defender. You get Davis back there, he's fast enough that he might be able to you know, catch Hurts before Hurts can take off. I really think that that needs to be the game plan. And I don't care if it's simple and it's something that you can you know, take care of. You still got to figure out which gap he's going to shoot. Just line him up in the middle and set him fire left, right, center all day long. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would do what I can to get random pressure on Hurts, make him make the decision before he's comfortable making the decision. That's fair. Uh, my thing's a little bit twofold, kind of like a, a hybrid of your guys. You know, first and foremost, I, I think you have to put a spy on Jalen Hurts. And I think that person's got to be Jamin Davis because he's the most athletic linebacker we have. Second, we our offense has to continue at the pace it has been going. <laughs> because if you don't, we, we clearly will not win because our defense is not good right now. They're struggling. So if Jamin Davis has to spy Hurts and be effective and make him do the things that, that Phil said needs to be done, and our offense can't stop. They have to continue to new And if we just need our offense to not be bad, if they can be average, we got shot straight up. Well, I mean, the the Lions scored 35 points on them too. Yeah. Hey, so so <laughs> you know break, I mean? break that down for us. The 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 Philly was ahead, and then all of a sudden I look at the score at the very end, and it's 30, 38, 34, or something like that. 38-35. Yeah. What happened for the Lions to come back in that game? You're 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 muted, T. T, you're, you're muted. muted. There you go. All right, man. My earphones had uh, like connected also and everything, but um, they let their foot off the gas. That was it. Yeah. In the first half, it was it was twenty-one to seven, and then all of a sudden, the the defense just fell asleep. And again, it all starts with um Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon cannot get all get get to his ways and play prevent defense. The old saying goes: When you play prevent defense, you're preventing yourself from winning. Yeah. Right, straight, straight up. We know we know more than anybody. Uh, Yam asked a question: What's the Eagles' depth like? Because we know ours is a little bit shaky. How, how does the Eagles' depth? How 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 are their how are their bench players? I think for the first time since, um, well, definitely the Super Bowl run. But when even before the Super Bowl run, I, ugh, I hate to bring this up though, but do it. Even even when we had the the dream team, we had depth. But uh, yeah, young, 
but it's 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 definitely looking good. Um, we definitely have the depth there. So if one if one guy goes out, we definitely got someone that we could plug in to get the job done. So um, that's definitely one thing that we we're looking good at right now. So I'm I'm, I'm not worried about that too much. But yes, I would love to see my starters continue to you know play at a um at a tremendous level because that's what they're there for. They're the starters. They're the ones that's going to give you that elite play. But we know that if something happens, we can plug somebody else in. And that's another reason why it's good to rotate the players because you don't have to dog them out the entire time. You can put somebody else in there and the, the scheme will continue to flow. That's why I say, again, you got Fletcher Cox. You take him out. You got Jordan Davis. You got somebody that's going to compliment one or the other. And, you know, and even the same thing with our linebackers. We haven't seen anything with N'Kobe Dean as much, but he, he he's going to be there. He just got to get a chance to actually learn the scheme once he does that, he'll be good to go. That's fair. Okay, let's uh, move on to uh, our final segment. Let's let's just go predictions, and we'll 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 start with you. What what do you what do you what do you feel in this game is going to be? I've been saying this at work all yeah. day. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I, I I write these down too. So what, what do you got? Twenty-seven fourteen Eagles. Twenty-seven. What? Most most you scoring. You think we only scored fourteen points? 27 14 Eagles. You said we only scored 14 points? Yeah. Man, I like when we have guests out here that completely change what I think the score is going to be. I, I, I feel so disrespected <laughs> by that. that I, I, I honestly felt like the Eagles were going to win. Now I'm not going to choose that just because I feel. <laughs> nah, but I, I'll go next. But I'm going to say, I say y'all win 40 to 34. It's a high scoring game. 40 to 34. Okay. I think it's a shootout. I think it's a shootout. I mean, I haven't seen much on defense from each side, honestly. I mean, yeah. y'all showed y'all showed up against uh, Minnesota, but Kirk Cousins playing on Monday Night Football, you know, that's always a loss for him. You know, I mean, that's that's not even fair. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody's beating him on uh, prime time or just Monday night. He wins on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I so what do you got? All right. Well, um, I'm not going to pull an LE and say 42-17 us <laughs> like he did last week. I was I heard that and I was like, "What?" Um, I have I have this feeling that this is going to be one of those games where we we leave the game with the same bullshit arguments we have going into it as a fan base. Which means we'll lose, but we'll lose in a way that's like there's a lot of positives you can take away from it as well, and some negatives. Um, I don't, I'm not necessarily sold on on Jalen Hurts. I'm not, but he can he can maneuver, and we always seem to struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Um, thirty three thirty one Eagles. Fair. I'm very close to you, Phil. I also feel the same way. I'm going to say. 37 33 Eagles. And the right now the current line in Vegas is Eagles six and a half. So yeah, that ain't happening. Right. Six and a half points favorite for the Eagles. I think what they're trying to do is they know the Eagles have won their first two. They're trying to tease that. Hey, they want everyone to jump in on the Washington. They can cover those six and a half points. And I just don't know if it's gonna happen. But Corey Lott, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you for joining. We got a co-prediction down here. Marcus says. 
24-23 Washington. And Corey says 35-24 Commanders. Yam says 24-21 Eagles. So I think we got a pretty good diversity between scoring predictions. I mean, but like you said, team, when we first started, it's the NFC East. Any given Sunday, familiarity. We could be 16-0. and Y'all could be 1-16. Last game of the season. We could still lose, but that's just how it goes in the East. Just because, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't know why. It's just, it, it, there's something about it. it. It's hard, and I, maybe that's just how all division division games are in the NFL. But man, we, especially the East, we beat up on each other. That's what we do. Yeah. And real quick before we do the, the last, the last last thing, I do want to show one thing that Dev Dev sent me. It's a quick. uh Little stat muse, Jalen Hurts's stats against Washington. It's it's nothing crazy. It is only three games, and I will say one of these games he was pulled at halftime. This is when Doug Peterson's <clears throat> final season. I think this is oh, when, yeah, when that game was a playoff. <laughs> we stumbled into the playoffs at seven and nine because they put nasty Nate Sudfeld in on the second half. I don't know why they pulled. Talk about Nate Sudfeld's a more dynamic quarterback than uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I legitimately heard that from Washington fans at one point. Oh, really? When, oh, when, when you look back, when you look back at the uh, at at the end of the game when the mics were on the on the players, even the players from Washington talked to Jalen Hurst and was just like, "You stay in the game, y'all win." Yeah. <laughs> Because you were beating us, so well, we were winning. We were winning when he was pulled, but we also had, you know, the. But before he was pulled, we were winning. No, I feel like they had momentum. He went up early like, and never, and it just never gave up the lead. He wasn't beating us with his passing, but he was he was running all over us, and the, no, their offense was, yeah, was just seemed to be moving. Yeah, it wasn't that very good passing. His offense was just moving when he was in there, and like I said, it was only two quarters and. I don't know. I don't think we had an answer for his mobility. Not not passing, but his mobility. We just. I I, I think we still win that game, but because Hertz was just off, just just awful throwing the ball that game. He was like what seven of twenty. Yeah, that's that's not going to win you a game. Yeah, but uh, the thing that gave that gave the Eagles hope of winning that game is the fact that we were countering with uh, the you know the the limping ghost of uh, Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah the guy the man the peg leg the man with one leg mm-hmm. god bless him all that all that effort came back and and he he did it for and, us and and still and still crazy that he had the same injury as joe theisman on the same day yep it's probably the same, same spot in the field yeah i heard that too i didn't know about that though i was That's scary like, wow. isn't it? yeah well, against, well, we can't we can't say the same spot at though. Time, the best pass rusher in the game, too. We, we can't say the same. And... We can't say the same spot though, because when when Joe hurt himself, he was that, that was that that was an RFK. That yeah. was an RFK. <laughs> it was a similar spot on the field of play. Fair enough. <laughs> and like I said, Watt was at the time the best pass rusher in the game when he hit hit. Uh, Smith, when Thiesman got hurt, he got hit by Lawrence Taylor. So just just think about the the, the I, there's a lot of that there, and you know, unfortunately, medical science wasn't where it is now. Otherwise, Thiesman may have been able to come back. 
He was only he was younger than Smith when he got hurt. Yeah, he had only been yeah, playing like for thirties. Yeah, no, he had, like he had, years had, old he had no, no. Steisman was still in his mid thirties, but mm-hmm. yeah, still. Oh well, no, he might have been the same age as Smith. Now I think about it, but still, I think he was like thirty. I, I will always cape for Joe Theismann. Dude was a lot better than a lot of people outside DC realize, and a lot of people inside DC. Yeah, good times. Well, hey, we got one more question for you. What is your greatest moment in your team's history? I know it's easy to say the Super Bowl, <laughs> but something else. Like, is there a play? Is there something that's just so iconic and not the Super Bowl itself? Like, is there got to be the quarterback? Is there something that just zone, right? what, what? What do you got? You know what? I got probably like my top three top five moments in, in Eagles history. Um, the, the first one, though, this is the one that I share with my dad. Fourth and 26. Mm-hmm. Against Washington? I'm just saying. No, no. Against, Green, against Green Bay. Yep, Freddie Mitchell. Fourth and 26. He caught that ball against Green Bay Packers in the divisional round in the playoffs. I'll never forget I'll that. I thank God that, for my hands. <laughs> when when, uh, when was that? I remember that was, that. Uh, that was divisional that playoffs. Was, that was two thousand. That was the two thousand three season. Okay. Yep. And was, um and I I remember because I remember when it happened and then my dad went and bought the shirt and it was just like it's crazy because he still has that shirt too. That was, and, that was Donovan. <laughs> that was Donovan, right? Was that Donovan? was Donovan. Yeah. Yep. Um. The the. The, the Super Bowl run in 2004 when McNabb scrambled for his life for like a good 20 seconds or so on Monday Night Football against Dallas. Um, and then, I hate to say this to you all, but Michael Vick on Monday Night Football. Oh, the Monday he, Night Massacre. When, 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 when he played y'all. <laughs> that whole game. just And we got Kevin Smith in the chat. On YouTube, Vic to D-Jack in the Redskins Stadium. It had, he's my, probably talking man, about that one. My man, Kevin, what's up, uh, man? man he also <laughs> That's said my the, buddy. He also said the miracle at Meadowlands. I'm not sure what that one is, but. That was, miracle the, at, that was the Sean Jackson was punt return. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was Miracle yeah. 2. The first one yeah. was that stupid fumble recovery in the 70s. Yeah. The Actually, other one was. That was, was, was ran the wrong way. Herm Edwards, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah Herm Yeah. And he's been yeah, over. He also was famous game. for running the one the wrong way back to the end zone, right? No, that was Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall, okay. Yeah, the Djax one. That was the didn't the the Giants were not supposed to punt to him, and they punted to him. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, Matt, Matt Dodge lost his career in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean Jackson was better for us. He was good for us. He was better for us. He was better for us, man. Look, the numbers don't lie. He was better for us. Any one more. I don't know about all that. I take a look. Look it, look it up. I got, I got, I got one last question for for my Philly dude over here. All mm-hmm. right, Beans Cassidy or Meek Mill to pick one. Freeway man, freeway. Even though what we do is wrong. <laughs> hey, one of the hardest. <laughs> I don't care what anybody. I listen to that song every day at work. By the way, that's my song. Freeway lost his entire career off of a VHS tape freestyle. Hey, free. He did. Cassidy ate him up. But, but yeah, for real though, but, but keep it real Look. though. Well, even though what we do is wrong, Beans, he had Jay and Beans on there, and he outshined all of them. Pick one. He better pick correctly. 
Hold on, hold on. You said, oh, you said beans, Cassidy, and Meek. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go on. Can I can I eliminate one? <laughs> Damn, who you want to eliminate? Who you want to eliminate? It's crazy because I can't even eliminate none of them, honestly, because I I like all three. Like, yeah. Because when you because it's it's hard to choose because I ain't gonna um, lie. Okay, okay, all right. When you think of you think for freeway, flip side is still my jam, but still. Nah, the Man, one he did with Jay Z, that song you, called "Higher with Jay Z." You you put me you put me on the spot with that one, what man, because because I I I, I rock with Cassidy, um, Man, and of course of course of course Beans. I mean, I, come on now, they they need to they need the street after Beans. I mean, come on now, you know. <laughs> but, so which, which um, effect verse, though? Which verse is better? What we do, what we do, are two words for 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 uh, for a freeway though. Yeah, because when you think of appreciated Kevin, yeah, hey, Cassidy Freeway about to battle yeah. again. Hey, Cassidy gonna tear his ass I, up. You don't want no problems. Like, yeah. In that Adolfo, kind of arena, my kind of arena. Freeway on what we do yeah. and freeway on two words. See, this it's gets the this gets the crowd's hype. Marcus says Beanie Siegel. I mean, <laughs> throw like Cassidy I said, away. I, 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 street I can't, bully, I can't throw Cass, I can't throw Cassidy away, man, because he 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 a hustler, you know. Ask I about felt, it, I know? felt like Cassidy's <laughs> career should have been a little more than what it was. Kevin says Bean's the hardest. You know what? We gotta we gotta table this for a, a barbershop talk. So what we do sometimes, well, in the off season, we were doing a a barbershop where we just get on here and we talk about not and what what whatever. Yeah. And so like stuff like this is what what really. We, we talk about and stuff like that. We gotta maybe we'll bring you back on for one of those. And oh man, absolutely, um, man, absolutely. Um, get get you going, but best we, rappers. Best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long the list would be. I mean, you got the movie. You got <laughs> you got Big Mill too. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, I think what Dose is number five. <laughs> so. Anybody who watches battle rap knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking. Yeah, about. isn't isn't Coast Contra from Philly too? If everyone's following the coast on the Coast Contra train, Coast Contra, uh, I think dope. they're from Philly as well. Up and comers, y'all go they check them out. They don't look like Philly dudes, but they no, they, 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 can they, they certainly are. Uh, but hey, Terrence T Mean Green, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been great learning about the Eagles. You know, getting getting it from the what we call the enemy intel. But as we shut this thing down, man, hey. Some shout outs, man. You, do you have anyone, anybody, uh, any anything you want to shout out before we break this thing down? I mean, you know, definitely shout out to my dad um, for definitely making me an Eagles fan. You know, love him to death. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to my guys in my in my group chat that I, I have a page on Facebook. Um, it's called um, Eagles um, Nation. Shout out to my admins. My, one of my guys, Kevin Smith, he's online right now. Um, but you know, just everybody in Eagles Nation, everybody in you know in Washington Nation, you know, thanks you all for being a part of this podcast. Definitely appreciate you all, you know, allowing me to be a part of it. It's been fun, and um, I definitely hope that y'all bring me back on again because uh, this was great, man. This is definitely great. Yeah, for sure. And after this, make sure you send me that link. So if you're listening to this on the replay, down in the description, you will find a link to that website that uh eagles nation uh website that, that he was just talking about so we'll, we'll post that in here on the way out phil what you got uh shout out to everybody who is going to go to the game on sunday that is wearing burgundy and gold um show up show out if you're even considering it show up show out i mean 
I'm actually trying to maneuver my own way into finding a way up to the game, but just I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Uh, just so there could be one more Commanders fan in a spot that would be taken by some walk-up Eagles fan from Northern Virginia to decide just to show up. Um, so shout out to anybody who's going to the game. And if you're thinking about going to the game, preliminary shout out if you actually go. That's right. That's right. Hey, shout out to uh, all the people that joined us. Hey, Yam, thanks for joining in. Marcus, we, we appreciate you. Marcus. Uh, Kevin just giving us a reminder. Only that one guy from, from Philly is in because I think it's to do with the, with the long hair, the one who really goes into story mode on the, the never freestyle. Uh, Adolfo Real says Will Smith. We forgot about Will Smith, Philly, Philly rappers. Yeah, Will, Will Smith and Black Thought, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lil, Uzi Vert, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert, all of dudes from yeah. Eve. Corey says, uh, give me fist pound. Corey Lott with the fist pound up to Mean Green. And yeah, two of them from Twins and, and Rockasons. And shout out to Commanders Nation. Yeah, shout out to anyone else I missed in the chat. Ref the District, uh, Yam, Marcus, Corey, Frederick Brown, our old boy from Southeast. Uh, and who else did I miss? Anybody else? Anybody else? Did I miss anybody else? I think that's everyone. We appreciate you. Deb, you got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Gilly the Kid. Nobody mentioned him. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly the Ghost Asher, Rider, Asher Roth. I forgot that dude. Remember the white yeah. dude? He was pretty cool for like a week. But <laughs> now, nah, uh, Philly reps good, man. But we're gonna beat the brakes off Philly Sunday. Hail to the uh, W's. Hail to the but W's. I don't have any shout outs. One more shout out to Adolfo Spanish Rice Amaya Jr. This is the first time we've seen you in here, man. We appreciate you topping in. Make sure you go hit that sub button on YouTube and, and join us on the next live stream. So we appreciate you. Hey, everyone. Big game on Sunday. It's a divisional rivalry. We're, we're favored to not win this game by six and a half points, but you like how I flipped that on it, you know? Better. Make it happen. <laughs> hey, Make team, it happen. We, we appreciate you, man. As always, we love everybody. Uh, please tune in. We're going to go in spaces on Sunday morning for a little pregame chat on Twitter, so you can find us there. So, as always, peace and hey -oh.